The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, right now I'm looking at my Instagram and I'm looking at the profile of Zao One. Z A O O N E. Yes. That's you, the artist. Zao, Damien. My good friend, my brother. Yeah. Love you, man. Oh, man. So we were just in tour or on tour. Yeah. <laughs> we were just, uh, was that our first tour? No, we did a date up in Northern California. Oh, yeah. But then our first actual tour, uh-huh. we went to Idaho uh, Falls to go do some skate contest. Yeah. How, how was that being on, a, being on a tour? I mean, you, you've been involved in ministry and art and skateboarding your whole life. Yeah. No, it was, that one was good. You know, like um, it, it, it was just, um, it's good to get back into it, you know, like especially after the pandemic and me being on the streets so much and then for a year not being on the streets, like I was just like wanting to be back on the streets again and I was praying about it. Like, God, like get me back out there, you know, and then just as I was praying, you sent me a message, you know, of like, hey, like Perfect. you want to be involved in this tour? And I was just like, thank you, Jesus, you know, like and so um, going out there was I've never been to Idaho. Um, the skate park was dope. The people were cool. Yeah. But just yeah. like, like just seeing what God was doing in, in the kids at the skate park and, and even just seeing so many Mormon kids, you know, like, mm-hmm. like coming to, coming to church and coming to Jesus. And then, and then trying to figure out that like, wait, how does this work? If I, I don't have to do anything, you know, like, like, like to receive Jesus, I don't have to do anything. Once I receive Jesus, it was just, just seeing them being set free from, from trying and religion and all these, this, this bondage. It was really cool. Really cool. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you were on the group text. You might've been, but I got a DM from a kid that was a, a Mormon kid yeah. at the event. And he said, once we started talking about Jesus, yeah, that his mom made him leave, but he got a sticker and he ended up like, you heard the testimony yeah. right, of the gospel. You he heard the gospel. But during the prayer, when we were asking people to receive Jesus, they, they got in the car and leave left, but he ended up DMing me and goes, Hey, uh, my mom d- doesn't know, but she's like, I gave my life to Jesus that day. Um, I prayed. Uh, when you guys were praying, I heard it and I prayed. And he's like, all I know is something happened to me that day and I've never felt so good in yeah, my life. And so he's good. like, I want more of this. Uh, uh, what do I got to do? What do I got to read? Yeah. So I told him about the Bible, the Holy Bible, to, yeah. to get the Bible. I plugged him into the radio shows like like this and uh, to the Gospels of John online. And... Um, it was uh, just incredible. And then, do you remember the story of that? Remember that one guy that showed up on the motorcycle? Uh, There's that one guy that showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were riding yeah, by. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because he saw a bunch of cars. Yeah. And then he showed up. Yeah. And then he ended up being some gnarly, like, like BMX guy doing yep. flips. And he yep. won a bunch of money. And then he ended up getting wrecked by the Holy Spirit. Oh, him and his, so his, his, so uh, his girlfriend got saved. Yeah. And then we took him to dinner. Yeah. It's like that's, the Jesus that's, story. That's what this is all about. You know, <laughs> that, that's why... That's why I love what God's doing through the whosoever's because it, it, it's you go to places and you meet these kids that would never come to church and they're getting saved within a couple of days of hanging out with them, just meeting Jesus for the first time. Mm-hmm. They like I, I, I love that. That's the best part about being in the streets, being in like the, the dirty areas. You know, it's just they would never expect to meet Jesus. And the next thing you know that they're giving life to God. And it's just it's the best. I love it. Just the rawest kids, too, that would never, yeah. never do it. Yeah. And then I do want to thank you personally on, on, on the radio and say I want to thank you for uh, 
call me and let me know that I had COVID. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. We we got COVID from that trip. <laughs> we did. Yes. We did. Yes. But you know what? Hey, that phone call, that text was great yeah. because I got to like isolate. Totally. Away from my family. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I came home the next day. <laughs> He's the one that gave me COVID. Yeah. I came home the next day. Or not day. gave it to me. No, but totally, we got together. Totally. It was me. It was me. I was no, just, it wasn't. <laughs> no, someone, it wasn't. Someone spread it. Yeah. No, we got it out there. We got it out there yeah. for sure. I don't know how, but exactly. we got it out there. And I just remember having a headache and I was just like, oh, it's just from traveling. Yeah. And then my body felt kind of weak. And I was like, this isn't something different. So I tested. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I let everybody well, know. It worked out. It was, it was, uh, we made it through. Yes. Thank God it was pretty easy. But yep. um, yeah, here we are going for it. So D, I met you. I'm trying to think when I met you, man. I'm, who did I meet you through? I remember meeting, you were skating. Um, you were skating that, that, that Christian skateboard company boards and I met yeah. you at a demo or something yeah. or some event somewhere. And you, I remember you introduced yourself to me, but you were the team manager at that time and you were connected to Brian Sumner yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. I was team manager for Reliance and Siren. Was it the, was it Yuli's conference in Florida? No, no. Okay. It wasn't there. I, gosh, I feel like it was here at something you did with the whosoever's but it was before that so that wasn't it i don't remember the first time we connected but it was a long time ago it was a while ago but we never really we connected but we didn't like hang out no we just no. didn't it did we didn't it just no. didn't happen at that and time. we we have a lot of same friends right? same friends so we we run into each other all the time and just us being believers and into skateboarding and yeah just into the same stuff like we were just like family from the beginning even though we didn't hang out a lot you know mm-hmm. so every time i got to see you and it was just like, oh, there's my brother, you know? And it was just always, you always brought a smile to my face wherever it was at. Agenda. Heck yeah. Always, yeah, always. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we do have one mutual friend. Lopez. Adrian Lopez. Yeah, I love that dude. He's in my book. He's the guy that got, uh, I took him to the Playboy Mansion party for uh, <laughs> the, the Limp Biscuit record release party. Yeah. It was actually me and him. And actually, I was with him the other day. So when he's going to listen to the show. So Good, good. Um, I was with him the other day eating, and he told me that, that was actually the first day because he got on the team. It was Muska, mm-hmm. and then Lopez got on the team. Yeah, and that was the first time we actually like hung out, hung <laughs> yeah. out. So like we we did business like like he got on the team. I met him, said hi a couple times, got him his shoes at the office. But that was as far as the, like a couple minutes hanging out, like nothing, like chilling. Yeah. So then I had an opportunity to go to the Playboy Mansion, and I. It was I invited Musk. I didn't invite Muska. They invited Muska mm-hmm. and me to come up. And then I called Adrian and I said, "Hey, dude, do you want to come up?" So they said, "Yeah, bring Adrian, bring Muska, bring all those, yeah. you know, whatever skaters." Yeah. But oh, the only two guys were on the team were those two guys at the wow. time. So yeah. they were stoked that Lopez and 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 uh, yeah, Muska was coming up. So we went to the Playboy Mansion. Was our first time hanging out. Yeah. And, um, you know, two young kids, they're like, well, Playboy Mansion, who? Playboy Mansion's like irrelevant these days. Yeah, yeah. But this was the big, this is a huge deal to get in there back then. But anyway, we went. And I remember Tommy Lee coming up and seeing, like, Tommy Lee sees Lopez and just walks over. Is like, what's up, dude? Like, fanning out on Lopez. I was like, what the heck? That's amazing. And then, like, Exhibit rolls up. And it was just like, that was a crazy crazy party 
But um, anyway, he got too drunk. He ended up peeing like where the peak on a peacock or where the peacocks oh, yeah. are. And then at that point, I was like, "Lopes, yo, we gotta go," you know, because yeah. he's not that tall. You know, he's like, yeah, a, he's, like yeah. he can only, he's not. A, he can't drink that too much. You know what I mean? Like you're a bigger guy, you could probably drink more. But you know, we we were we were plastered and we got out of there, and that's that's in my book. Yeah. Um, but that was our first uh, hangout session. But yeah, Lopez, dude. I love him, Lopez, man. So I was I was stoked, man, to to hang out with him. He had nothing but. Uh, good things to say about you when we were when we yeah. were chilling. He, he's he's down. So we got to get that fool on a tour. This is a call out, Lopez. Get on a, a whosoever tour with us. Yes, that'd we, be amazing. We need we need the tricks. So all right, man. Well, that that actually kind of leads into how'd you get into art and because yeah. you you worked with Lopez over at Loser Machine yeah. and Black Seas. Uh, dark uh, Seas. Dark. What did I say? Black dark Seas. seas yeah. Dark Seas. I'm starting Black Seas. I think that's already been started. I just, I just, just. Someone, someone tried to copy Darcy's. <laughs> um, so you you work for that company, which is they're they're a cool uh, cool company that Lopez uh, helped start. Yeah, and uh, or started actually. But prior to that, how'd you even like? How'd you find God? How'd you get into skating? How'd you get into yeah. art? Because you do some sick paintings and art all over in these really cool downtown LA areas and these unique like hip areas. Yeah, um, arts. And skateboarding have been a part of my life since I can remember, you know, mm -hmm. being four years old and being into skateboarding and just wanting to draw. And um, those are that, those are actually like my two things I can remember from being that young is that and Volkswagens. But those two are like just like something I've loved my whole life is skateboarding and art. And, and I still do to this day. You know, that, that was when I was four. I'm 43 now. So I've been skating forever and been doing art forever. Um, growing up in Los Angeles, Culver City, skating Venice Beach a lot, mm. um, seeing the graffiti, seeing all like, like lived across the street from some guys that were in a, uh, graffiti crew called AWR. So they introduced me to some of the graffiti letters, but just seeing it everywhere in LA, like every, any skate spot that you would go to, you would just see graffiti there yep. and all the colors. And I loved it. I loved how, um, just uh, even a graffiti piece, you know, there's there's a lot of bad ones, but there's some good ones out there. And when you see the good ones, you just like I would just study them and I would like just love them. And it would it would actually like bring it would change that area. It would bring some kind of life to that area, you know, instead yeah, of just, cool. you know, instead of just a gray wall, there's like colorful everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I just just loved it. Every every skate video you see graffiti in the background. It's just something that I loved, you know, and I would always just draw in a book, just draw letters in a book. Um, never did graffiti or tagging illegally. Um, I don't know why, I just never did. Um, just just always did it in books or in my backyard at home in LA. You know, just had some of the friends over and we would just paint in the backyard. Um, but yeah, so just all my whole life, that's all I can remember is skateboarding and art. Actually, growing up in Culver City, um, um, I was uh, I was there until high school, 92, 93, and then we moved out to Orange County. Culver City got a little crazy back in the early 90s. There was yeah. a, a lot of super gang-related, mm -hmm. um, a lot of gunshots on our street, and just my parents wanted to get out of L.A., and they had friends in Orange County. Um, and we moved to Orange County in 92, I think it was, right when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And um, and that I, I don't know why. But when we moved from L.A. to Orange County, there was a church, like, maybe walking distance from our house. 
and we just started going to church. Before that, never once been to church. You just started going to church? Yeah, yeah. Like your mom's like, we're going to church. Yeah, I, you know what's crazy is, is my parents in L.A. were in Amway. And what's that? It, it's like a like a pyramid thing where like you buy product from this company and then I don't know we just just, just to get like products from them I don't know how it okay, works. Got it. But then like they sign people up underneath them and they buy it from my parents and my parents make money off it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know how that those yeah. things work. But um, but there was a lot of believers in that, and so they were always speaking life into my parents and talking about God to my parents. And um, I just remember like they'd come over to our house in L.A and see like stuff on my wall and tell my parents hey that's probably not the best you know and it was just like metallica flags i was super into metallica back then and um but when we moved to orange county like i said we santa Ana, love santa Ana. Mm-hmm. we moved to santa Ana, and we started going to church you know i i before that we've i've never even talked about god never thought about god you know just 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 skateboarding drawing and friends and school you know, and then when we came to Santa Ana, we started going to that church. Still didn't mean anything to me. I just went, made friends there. But um, in 92, there was right by my high school, uh, I went to Foothill High School, and just down the street from that, there was this house. And every Friday night, they had like a hundred skaters there, you know, and they had like mini ramps in their backyard, a little, little curb in their backyard. And it was just like a hundred skaters would be there. And there was, no adults there you know it was just all the kids maybe some older kids like some high school kids i mean college kids that were like leading it yeah but um that's where i made a lot of my friends on um and that's actually skateboarding is actually like how god what god used to to get me to come to him you know to save me mm-hmm. it skateboarding kept me out of drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. because that's all i wanted to do yeah i went to one party in high school and i left within two minutes because I was like this is lame you yeah. know like I'm going skating yeah exactly and, <laughs> and um and so like I've never been drunk never done drugs never smoked cigarettes just like just because all I wanted to do was skate you yeah. know mm-hmm. and um and so just just meeting all those kids at that house in 92 and seeing how they were just cool kids and they loved Jesus but still um still was more of a hangout for me you know it wasn't like like it wasn't I give my life to Jesus. Yet, yeah. Yet. It was just like the relationship was wasn't there yet, but yeah. but God used skating to get you into the environment. Totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. So during that time, so you're in high school, 1992. So you're skating real small wheels. Yes. Big H pants. Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I remember those wheels back then. We were, I was in Israel uh, and I bought a board out there during that time and did the wheels <laughs> the and, and the wheel. Oh my gosh. It was just, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So now and you're doing art at your house, you're skating. Yeah. When did you figure out that, like, you were gonna do this for a living, or or that you could act? Yeah. Like that you. When was the part when you were like, okay, I could actually make money doing this, and, yeah. and you know, yeah. do my dream. Yeah. So. I mean, but 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 did I get too far ahead? Because your no, your no, wife no, no, and all no, that stuff. No, this is okay. This okay. is okay. So um, um. Still doing art while I'm skateboarding in my books at home, when I lived in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that time, um, I became a, a technician, not in high school, but for Mercedes-Benz. I just remember being a technician for Mercedes-Benz. I worked there for 10 years as a technician and was doing art for fun on the side, always always just for fun on the weekends, right. you know, just painting. Never thought it could be a job. I didn't know people. I didn't, I didn't even know that, that it could be a job, yeah. you know? I didn't mm-hmm. know you could make money at it. I didn't know being a mural artist is a job something you could do. I just 
seen it on buildings but never thought about it, you know. All I knew how to do to make money was work on cars. Right. You know, ever since I was a kid, my dad's taught me how to build a house and work on cars so that he can, like, explain an engine, how it works. He didn't go to school for that. He can he can build a house from everything, from the floor up, and didn't go to school that. He just That's knew insane. it. So, so yeah, so he, everything I learned was from my dad, you know, and and working on cars. I had to learn how to build a motor. I learned how to fix anything on a car. So I worked for Mercedes-Benz as a job. And um, and so this this in the middle of working at Mercedes-Benz is um, – after a certain amount of time of going to church down the street from our house, I don't know why, but we ended up at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. And, um, and I, this was probably 94, 95, right around then. You Who was know? speaking that night or that day? Uh, it's always been Chuck there, you know. Oh, okay, so yeah. it was during the, okay, yeah. got it. Okay. It, it. It was Chuck, and... Um, which was a little boring for me in the in yeah. the morning, Sunday oh, totally. mornings, you know, like yeah, just his voice. I love Chuck now. No, and but I, at I, that I, time yeah. you're a young kid. Yeah. You're like, who's this old guy? And, and his voice. It's like a know? grandpa. Yeah, and he just talks so slow and uh-huh. and I. But man, that smile, I could still see it. Yeah. Gosh, I love Chuck. But no, anyways, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and then it was Danny O'Neill in the high school group on Wednesday nights, um, and he was awesome. But still, just friends wasn't anything to me. You know, like yeah. I went there. And, and it was just friends. I, 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 I know that if I would have, I give my life to Jesus then, uh, but I didn't feel anything on the inside. I didn't hear God. When I read the Bible, it wasn't alive to me. Yeah. Um, why, why do you think, so you gave your life to Jesus. Do you think it was like you just went through the motion, but it wasn't like sincere yeah, at yeah, that time? Yeah, I, I went through the motions. I did what Christians do. I gave my life to Jesus. I, anytime I'd go skateboarding, I was telling people about Jesus, but it was like, it, it, it was like, um, I guess you would say like led by religion instead of Holy Spirit because I would do it because this is what the church says to do. I would do it because this is what Christians did, mm-hmm. but that's why I would do it. You mm-hmm. know, like, so I was doing it just because these people are doing it. So I'm, I, that must be what I have to do. Yeah. And um, it was never like, um, like Holy Spirit saying, hey, go speak to that guy or just go speak to that guy or go pray with that guy. It, it wasn't that. It was just, this is what I do because I'm a Christian. And I'm not saying that's bad, but wasn't good at the same time, you know? Wasn't authentic. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure like I was saved. If I if something happened and I passed, I'd know I'd yeah. be in heaven. Yeah. But it just wasn't alive inside of me. Mm-hmm. And um, um, after maybe four years of being at Calvary Costa Mesa, um, I was super into punk rock, hardcore music, went through a little, I, I mean, went through a, a straight edge phase in high school and college. It's not a phase, I, I still love it. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a crazy straight edge person that. But you're like full semi to it, yeah. But, but yeah, at that time I was, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, it just went along with what I did, you know. I loved hard music, I didn't do drugs, and I loved skateboarding, like it just made sense to hang out with those kids, you know. Mm. Um, and then just at, like I said, about mid nineties, we ended up at Calvary Chapel Tustin. It was closer to our house mm-hmm. and that's, um, Barry Stagner. He's still there. Um, um, and I just remember becoming best friends with the youth pastor, worship leader there as name's Bryce. He actually, he actually went to Africa, started a church out there for 10 years. He just came back like two months ago. 
and now he lives in my neighborhood. Gnarly. So we're like hanging out again. But yeah, um, so I just remember one time just reading my Bible outside of church, <clears throat> which is super important. And I would see stuff that I wasn't seeing at the church, you know, like, like I was seeing stuff that I was reading where like I was praying for people, people were praying for people, they were getting healed from diseases, uh, just, just the, the speaking in tongues, all this stuff, like, just like prophetic gifts. And mm-hmm. I was seeing this and I'm like, outside of church, outside of church. Yeah. I was seeing this in the Bible, in yeah. the Bible, in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, God, why don't I see that in my life? You know, right. like, like, I don't, I don't understand this, you know, and I don't see this at church on Sunday mornings. I see four songs of worship. I see a message, another song, and then we leave. Mm-hmm. And um, nothing wrong with that. But yeah. um, and I just remember going to a worship night one time, and at Calvary Chapel Tustin, and just being in the back row and just worshiping Jesus. And I don't know what happened at the time. Like just something just happened to me where I just felt God's presence, and I couldn't stop crying. And I was like, what is happening? I like that feeling. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Yeah. So that, that was the first time it happened to me, though. That's sick. And, and you're tripping out because you're like, why is this? Yeah, what, what is this? What is you know, this? What's happening? And I didn't understand it because <laughs> I, I, I just didn't, you know. And then when I was leaving, I was talking to, or not even talking, the youth pastor, my friend Bryce, asked me a question and I couldn't talk. And I was like, what is this? You know, like, I can't talk, you know. And it was just like, I just felt like, just God, and I was like, well, I didn't feel like God, but I felt God's presence. The presence, And I was yeah. just like, well, like, it was just so new to me, you know? And um, from that day on, after I realized that that was a baptism of the Holy Spirit, from that day on, my life changed 100%. Like, that's when God became real to me, and that's when, like, when I read the Bible, like, it was, like, like God speaking to me, and it was like I was understanding it. And that's when I hear, would hear Holy Spirit say something, and then I would go do it, you know? And yeah. it was more spirit-led instead of this is what believers do. Um, uh, I want to jump in here really quick. Yeah. Because this is all good stuff. I, I want to break this down a little bit for the listeners that are like, okay, wait, hold on. So you're saying that Damien was in church, and he was just in the back praying, you know, singing songs, worshiping God. And then all of a sudden, he started crying, <laughs> and he couldn't talk. Yeah. That sounds weird. Yeah, totally. Um, so what's happening is the Bible talks about, you know, when you confess your sins, you give your life to Christ, but then there's this experience that will happen. It could be referred to as the baptism. It could be referred to the uh, the upon experience. The Holy Spirit will uh, come upon you or baptize you. And what happens is... Um, when you give your life to Christ for the first time, you say, God, forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. And you repent, which means just means a change of direction of what you're going. God automatically implants the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. But there's a different encounter that happens when you receive the power, yeah. the, the upon experience or the baptism. And that's basically like the supercharge that, that, that gets you activated and going and we see it scripturally through the bible in the new testament mm-hmm. of when the the disciples jesus breathed on them and they received the holy spirit yeah but peter failed and denied jesus he didn't have the power and then jesus says don't start your ministry don't start go tearing it up for me until you receive the upon experience yeah. acts yeah. 1 8 so what happened to this is exactly what happened to him he's yeah. there and he received the upon and it just came out of nowhere i don't know well in worship but yeah. just out of nowhere yeah it wasn't like there was a message about it yeah it was just it just happened i was just awesome. worshiping jesus and it happened so yeah. wait, i want to clarify one more thing yeah so what happens is 
and you'll know when you get it yeah. is when you get this, when God, <laughs> and you, and, and it will continue to happen throughout your life oh, totally. frequently. It's not totally. like a once a year thing. No. You could be singing or worshiping or in your car praying or whatever, <laughs> and it'll just happen. Yeah. Where that crying, it's like the love of God. Like you can't explain no. it. And this is what separates religion, all other religions and all other gods from God of the universe. And this yeah. is how you know that you know. Yeah that Jesus is real. Yeah. It's not religion. And and literally you're so overwhelmed with love that tears come out and you're not sad. Yeah. Like why are you crying? <laughs> I mean, I would be this I think this is suitable for this conversation. Yeah. So when I used to do Shine at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, Jay Adams used to come. Yeah. Cuz he, you know, he was a Christian. Yeah. He became a Christian and I'd be sitting next to him and and he actually gave, he gave his life to God from uh, listening to a radio and my dad led him to the Lord in, in jail so through the radio. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. But I would, so JM started coming to the church and I remember me and him would be sitting there in church before I'd go up and speak. Yeah. And we were right next to each other and I look over and dude, he's just bought, <laughs> yeah. like tears are just running down his face. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is so gnarly. Like this yeah. is Jay Adams, one of the gnarliest yes. dudes. And the love of God so is just good. upon him. And then he passed away about, three months later down there. Yeah. But God was just preparing them and working with them. And I remember he looked over at me crying and he's yeah. just like, I'm getting all choked up thinking about it. He's just like, he's like, he's like, God's so good. He's just crying. Yes. I just yes. remember going, Oh man, dude, this is such a gnarly little moment. I, I just like, just looking yeah. in his eyes. So genuine, like, like he's just like confirming, like Jesus, yeah. like, Jesus is real. Yeah, totally. And anyway, but that's, that's, I, I have to have those moments like daily. You know, I, I need to be in God's presence and, and feel him like in the room with me like every day. You know, like that's how my days have to go because I can't go on without him. I don't want to I don't want to go and start my day. I don't want to go and do anything until like I just spend time with Jesus and he just breaks all the crap off of me. Yep. And and, and it's just me and him in the room. Mm -hmm. My family's outside. You know, it's just me and him in the room. And. I don't want to move until I feel him. I don't want to do anything until I hear him. And um, and then I just go and do my day. And then I do my day with that same mindset. You know, I, I, I just do my day just um, like in my mind, I'm praying. And I'm not saying I'm praying without seizing, but in my mind, I'm praying so much in the daytime, just praying, just hanging out with Jesus as I walk around. And it's a con but prayer is just like a conversation, yeah, right? Just yeah, talking to God. Yeah. When, when you get th random thoughts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, so like, I, I need those, like, I, I need him to just, just remind me because it's easy for me to forget that he's there. It's easy for me to just go and get busy and forget about God throughout the day and just waste the day, you know? Because, um, oh, man, we'll talk about later on. Just, just um, God, when he's upon you and the authority that you carry. You know, and, and how you can just change the atmosphere everywhere that you mm -hmm. go. We'll get into that later. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and um, so, yeah, so that night at Calvary Chapel, Tustin, um, when 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 I, it was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, like I said, that day changed my life forever, you know, because and it changed everything about my life. Um, I just remember going back to work the next day and that was different. You know, like it was just no longer about fixing cars and getting paid. It was about the people around me. You know, like, like it was just about um, just praying for them, loving them, and wanting to see them give their lives to Jesus. And it was, it was crazy because this is all new to me. At that time, I would go to work, and I just, like, 
this is going to sound crazy, but I would go to work and this was just after that night I would go to work and, um, and I would just feel these feelings that were, I couldn't explain it at the time, but it was terrible. It was terrible. I'd just be at work thinking I'm about to work on this car. And then all of a sudden I'm worried about this and this, I'm in fear about this and this. And then I just get all these like emotions and feelings that were like, like just the worst thing I could imagine. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was just terrible. And I'm just like, God, what is this? Like, what is this? You know, Mm -hmm. like I start putting on, I put on my, like a message, something that's going to encourage me. I put on worship music, nothing's getting rid of it. And I'm just like, what the heck is this? You know? And, um, and I'm just praying, I'm sending messages to a couple of my best friends. Hey, I don't know what's happening. Just pray for me right now. And, um, and dude, it went on for like four hours. You know, the same feeling went on for four hours, a bunch of feelings. I had to walk outside of the shop and just like pray. Cause like, I wanted to yell Jesus's name in the shop. There's 120 technicians in there. And I just wanted to yell Jesus name. Like, like, well, what the heck is this? You know, hold that thought. Yeah. We're going to go to the break. Oh yeah. We're going to make the listeners wait for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I got Zayo one in studio. Zay, oh Zay, Z A O O N E on yeah. Instagram. Check out his art; it's legit. Um, you probably a lot of you guys have seen his stuff. Actually, it's off the side of the the road, just driving through certain cool uh, spots down in Santa Ana, L.A., yeah. uh, different parts of the United States as well. Um, check that out. Also, don't forget to uh, go get grab the Kill the Noise book. Uh, Finding Meaning Above the Madness. It's my book I dropped during the pandemic. It's a faith-building tool that will inspire you. It will disciple you. It will teach you. And it will literally lead people to the Lord. So use it as a tool to uh, give to people. We'll be uh, back right after the break in two minutes. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. To the Ryan Reese Show. <laughs> All right, we're back uh, from the break. I have my boy Zayo One in studio. I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, spell this name out so you can find him on Instagram. I want you to check him out. Uh, he's a sick street artist, is what yeah. you're considered. Yeah. I mean, you do many things. You're a skater yeah. artist. You do a lot of cool stuff. You build bikes. You have a sick motorcycle still, yeah. right? You still got that yeah. bike. Yeah. And then uh, bugs. You build bugs too. Yep. Seen that Volkswagen's. too. Yep. And yeah. you got a sick mini ramp in your backyard. I do. That thing. We're skating it this week with Manifest since he's in town. Yes, I cannot wait. I'm about to, I want to build one in my garage, like a little mini. Oh, uh, yeah, those are fun. Uh, uh, OC ramps, they have yeah. those little those little ones. Yeah. And I thought my girls can learn on it too, my son. Yeah. Just a good little, little, little setup. I don't know if it's a two foot or a three foot. I think they have both. Yeah, I don't know which one to do yet. I'm going to just get your three foot and, and take it from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, all right. Hey, well, you know what? The listeners are probably all freaking out because we left them hanging. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're working. You're working at yeah. the Mercedes dealer right before the break. And all of a sudden you're getting all these thoughts and you're getting all these emotions, like yeah. bad, bad stuff. Yeah, not and, good ones. And you literally want to yell at this point mm-hmm. and be like, what? But what were you going to say out loud? I was just wanted to yell Jesus' name because I didn't understand what's happening. You okay. know, I, I didn't know. I, 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 yeah, so then I walked outside, you know, because I didn't know what to do. And I just stayed outside, like in the, the the little lunch area or where people went to smoke. I just went over there and um, and was just walking around and just praying and just praying and just praying and just praying because I didn't want these thoughts like they were loud, you know. And um, 
And after like 10 minutes outside, it, it stopped. And I was just like, what the heck was that, you know? And I walked back into the shop and get back under the car, start working again, and it just all came again. And I was like, what the heck is happening, you know? Hmm. And so for a while, and then I went back outside, praying, 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 it stops. And then this is the crazy part, because I walked back in to the shop again, I get like 15 feet in and I start crying. And I'm like, dude, what is happening to me? You know, so I go back outside, and when I went back outside and I'm praying, this was like, I was just like, God, what is this? And I felt so clearly, I don't hear it out loud. It wasn't I heard God's voice. I just felt God say to me, like, Damon, why do you always make things about yourself? And I'm just like, God, what do you mean? You know, and like, so all these feelings that were coming at me, I was just, of course, we can all like, uh, we all have struggles and we all have stuff that's that just that's going on in our life that makes us feel certain ways, you know? So all those feelings that were coming in, feeling like a failure, feeling like whatever the feelings were, I was making about myself and relating to them in certain areas of my life. And then God was trying to talk to me about someone that he wanted me to pray for, Mm. you know? And I'm just like, God, what do you mean? And he says, this isn't about you, you know? And And he says, this is about, and he says the guy's name. He shows me and he works with me. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, like, so then I go back to my area and I just start praying for him, for that kid instead of for me. And uh, I say kid, but he's, we were probably in yeah. our 20s. Um, Kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I just started praying for him. Anytime these feelings came in, I just started praying for him. And, um, and there was, there was peace there, but that wasn't it. You know, like it was like God was showing me something about this person, not so that I could fix him or not so that I could say to other people, this is what he struggles with, Mm -hmm. but so that I know what he's feeling. So Mm -hmm. I know how to pray for him. So I know how to fight for him. I know how to intercede for him. And this is all brand new to me. This was like, like next day, you know? So so the Bible, so for people listening, the Bible calls these words of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. God will, uh, when you have the Holy Spirit, he illuminates your mind and you're connected to God. Because you have the Holy Spirit is God's Spirit in you, and you're able to, He God gives downloads, yeah, basically, yeah. and He gave you a download on this guy. Totally did. Mm-hmm. But the, see, so this is the crazy part. I learned this later on. He showed me everything that was wrong with his life, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like, that's that's that that's good because I know how to fight for him. I know how to pray for him. Mm-hmm. But then you have to take it deeper and say, God, but what are you doing right in his life? Right. You know, and then when God shows you that, that's what you get to speak into his life. You don't talk about the stuff he struggles with. Right. You can you can pray for that. You can talk to him about yeah. it. But then there's more. You know, like you got you say, God, what are you doing in his life? Show me what you're doing so I can speak that into him. Yeah. And um, so anyways. Blessings over him. Yeah. Speak yeah. blessings over yeah. him. Encouragement. And totally. And so uh, I'm feeling all these things. I'm praying for him. Mm-hmm. I see him later. He walks by my stall and he's like, like, because we're, we're homies. You yeah, know? yeah. And um. And he just asked me how I'm doing. I'm like, dude, I need to talk to you later. And he's like, he could tell like I've like I've been like something's wrong with me, you know? Like yeah. he could tell like because like I said, I was crying too. And um, and then like he's like, do you want to go talk right now? I'm like, no, let's just talk after work, you know? So five o'clock, I was praying for him the rest of the day because right if I wasn't praying for him, I was feeling the stuff that was attacking him, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I. Went over to him five o'clock after we clocked out, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, I need to talk to you." And he's like, "Yeah, what's up?" And I just, I didn't know what to do. Like, this is all new to me, so I just explained everything from eight o'clock to twelve o'clock. You know, like every feeling that I felt, everything that I tried to do, everything how I tried to fix these feelings. I just was just, just 
saying everything to him. And then how I walked outside, came back in, walked outside, came back in, and then, and then when he said, when God said, like, why do you make it about yourself? And I said, God, who is this then? Who is this? And I said, Dan, he told me it was you. And then he told me, he said, everything that you just explained, mm-hmm. that you're feeling, he says, that's how I feel every day for the last three years of my life. Dang. And I'm just like, holy crap, dude. I was like, this is why, like, this is why Jesus came so we don't have to deal with this crap. Right. Yep. You know, and I just got to share Jesus with them. I didn't feel to lead him in a prayer. I didn't feel to to just, just he's a believer now. Yeah. You know, but I didn't feel to to pray with him right then and there or to lead him to Jesus right then and there. Um, but I just explained how he felt the last three years of his life. So I knew God was doing something, you know. And so... So that was the first day. Second day comes, and this was only at work. I leave work, and I, I'm not hearing that. I'm not feeling it. I'm just like, it's just kind of normal, you know? Mm-hmm. But, dude, for eight months, every day, I felt that. And after the first, whatever, couple of weeks, I start learning, okay, this isn't about me. First hour, first time was four hours I made it about myself. Second time, two hours I made it about myself. Third time, just became less and less. Okay, I'm like, okay, God, this is you. Like, who is feeling like this so I can go pray with them? Or I can pray for them. There's 120 guys in there. And every day he would show me who he's talking about. And I'm just like, holy Unbelievable. Crap. Yes. And That's so, amazing. And so I would get, to, I wouldn't wait till five o'clock anymore. Yeah. I would just go straight to that person and be like, hey, dude, can I talk to you right now? Yeah. And I mean, there's times where I'm telling what I'm feeling. God showed me this was you. And then I'm just telling him about Jesus. And then there's times when there's 120 technicians, five shop foremen walking around and porn everywhere because that just comes with those people. Yeah. And, and then there's a couple of guys in the middle of the shop crying, you know, and, and where, where people are walking by saying, what's happening here, you know? And then they're like, never mind, I don't want to know, you know? But, but like, like that was, that became my job now. God is always going to be my provider. I didn't have to try to make money then. I just went there to love on these people, to be there for whatever God needs me to do. I didn't get to speak to 120 technicians. I got to speak to a lot of them, mm-hmm. but it was no longer, I'm going to go talk to this guy. It's when Holy Spirit says, okay, now go share with him. Yeah. If he didn't say that, I would just pray for them. Yeah. You know, because yeah. yeah. there's a lot that weren't ready to hear. I don't know, you know. Yeah. No. But we went through all 120 guys, and he was showing me, what was they were struggling with, but he was also showing me how he's working there and what he's doing there. And I got to worship because I'm trying to think. There was maybe one other Christian there out of 120 guys, and I knew all of them. So there was like maybe one other Christian there. So I got to worship Jesus, and this was amazing because when God showed me this, he says, I got to worship God for what he was doing in their life because they weren't worshiping God. You know, and it was like, like, there was a time where I'm just like, I would look at all these people, and I'm like, God, what am I supposed to be? Like, what am I supposed to do? I can't do this, you know? And then he would just tell me, just pray for them. Just pray for them. And so, like, I just remember one time, as I'm praying this, as I'm praying this, like, God, like, I can't, like, like these people, they don't know you, God. They're so lost. They're so lost. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And as I said that, like, I'm not even kidding. As I'm talking to Jesus and praying this, these people are so lost. They're so far from you, God. Like, what am I supposed to do here? The guy, like, as I'm walking through the shop, the guy that I walked by, he sarcastically quoted a Bible verse at me. And I'm just like, what the heck was that? 
you know? <laughs> and then God showed me, he's like, they do know about they me. They do know. They just don't want me. Uh-huh. And then my heart broke for Jesus uh-huh. because everything that he's done for us. Yeah. And he's got people just spitting in his face after how much he's done for us and how much he loves for us daily. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're just spinning face. And I was just like, that changed so much for me. Cause then it was just like, I get to worship you, Jesus, for them, for what you're doing, because he's doing a lot there. Anyways, I was there for 10 years. Um, oh, we have 15 minutes left too. Dang. I know. It goes, it goes fast. It's all good. We, I, I can have you back on another I'm show. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Okay. Well, okay. So go for it. Yeah, so anyways. Um, <laughs> Time flies when you're having yeah. fun, right? So so um, one of those times that I'm just praying, working on cars, God just, again, shares with me like that, hey, you're going to travel the world, you're going to paint murals, and you're going to talk about me on the streets. Sounds good. And I'm just like, God, I don't know how that's a job, but thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I didn't want that to take, I didn't want, like, that wasn't for, for me to take my eyes off of him and try to make it happen. It was just, he's just showing me, hey, this is where I'm going to take you. You know, I don't need your help to get there, but this is where I'm going to take you. And after I left there, I hurt my back. I had to leave Mercedes, and I just fell in love with painting again. I was on disability because I couldn't work. My back was hurt. I hurt my back outside of work, just playing with the kids. And um, I just fell in love with painting again. I started making money at painting. And, um, gosh, there's so much. There's so much here. Um, So I have a question for you. Yeah. Going back to the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this because, you know, what God was doing is... See, we're all here on planet Earth for a reason. Right? Yes. We all have a call. Totally. And, 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 and art and skateboarding is the, is the avenue or the vehicle that God uses for you. And you are a mechanic. You learn how to build cars from yeah. a young age. So God uses you in these gifts and these talents and places you in certain places, just like he uses all of us yeah. in, in different places. I have a yeah. voice. So God yeah. uses me as a voice totally. To, to, totally. to talk about yeah. him and to, to, to educate people and, and to encourage people, inspire people to go after a relationship with him. Yeah. But what's rad is that when you do have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you do walk in power and authority. And I do want to bring up a verse and you could kind of break it down. But what was going on is the Bible talks about in Ephesians 6, I've quoted this over and over and over because it's the supernatural um, that it's the unseen world. It's like we have the super, we have fallen angels Mm -hmm. that, you know, that are demons that people call them as ghosts or their sleep paralysis where they're held down and choked out in their bed or they see these black shadows. Those are demonic entities. They're demons. Yeah. So basically what happens is when you don't have a connection with God, you base if you're not for God, Jesus says, if you're not for me, you're against me. So you might not be like, I hate Jesus, I hate God. Yeah. That that you might just be like, I don't hate him or anything to do with him, but if you're not living for him, you're against him basically. Yeah. yeah. So you don't necessarily have to be like a devil worshiper. You can just be a guy, <laughs> totally. a nice, good guy that yeah. actually serves food to the homeless yeah. And, yeah. and gives billions of dollars away to help the, the greater good of the earth. But yeah. if you don't want anything to do with God, you're against God. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. But there is a supernatural realm. They're called demons, fallen yeah. angels, and they have access to you. And the things that you open yourself up to totally. in your life pornography, drugs, alcohol, cheating, just just sin 
these doors, they open up doorways for these entities to come and have an influence in your life. The mainstream says addiction. The Bible says strongholds are footholds. Yeah. So we don't know about this guy that you're talking about or just listeners yeah. at abroad. But what happens is people may deal, be dealing with these things. It's because there's a supernatural yeah. presence yeah. that's invading your life. Not that you have a demon inside of you. But you have this presence around you. It changes yeah. the atmosphere. Totally. And Ephesians Ooh. 6 says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness of the unseen world. Satan is the prince of the world, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So he has access. He has the keys to this earth, and he can do what he wants on this earth. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Greater is Jesus Christ that's in us and the power of the Holy Spirit in us than he, Satan, that's of the world. Yeah. So when you're in that place, this guy's dealing with this stuff. God's giving you insight, illuminating your mind to yeah. pray and talk about the power and the authority that we walk in in Christ. That it's almost like when we pray for people, it's like shooting missiles in the spiritual realm and we're bombing the enemy. Yeah. Break that down totally. about yeah, this for power sure. authority. So, I mean, I could understand why people commit suicide after feeling these feelings. Absolutely. You know, I could understand it. If I dealt with that every day and I didn't have God, like, Holy crap, that was the worst, you know? Yes. And there's just lies and lies coming in that the enemy is speaking. And if you don't take every thought captive, you start believing these lies, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, this is a pretty rough story to explain just the authority is I, I had a Thursday night open one time. I, my, I used to go to Thursday night Bible studies, but I had a Thursday night open one time where I haven't been to these Bible studies in a while. You know, just kids. I have, I have three kids now, so it's hard to have free nights open. But anyways, it was a Thursday night. My family was out and I wanted to skateboard, but I also wanted to go to this Bible study. And I'm just like, God, I don't know what to do. Like me, I want to go skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And then, but I feel like I need to religions, like go to Bible study. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, God, what do I do? And then God says, just go skate in Santa Ana. And I was just like, okay, rad. So I went skating in Santa Ana and I didn't know what God wanted to do, but I just went skating and I was visiting all the spots I was skating in the nineties. And as I was going, I was praying because, I mean, that's my job now is to be on the streets praying and talking to people. So I was just going and praying and just knowing that Holy Spirit lives inside of me. I get to go to every building and release God and the enemy has to run because we carry this authority. We have this power and we have this authority. When you give your life to Jesus and Holy Spirit lives inside of you, you have the authority to change the atmosphere anywhere you go. So knowing that, why would we not? So every place that I go, I step into it, I release God's presence, and I just start interceding for the place. Sometimes Holy Spirit says, speak to these people. Sometimes He doesn't, you know? And I just know that, that, that we change the atmosphere. When I paint murals, it changes the atmosphere because so much worship and prayer goes into each design that it's on this wall. People are going to walk by this mural in the future, and they're going to experience God. They're going to experience the Holy Spirit because of how much prayer and worship went into that. And so, I, I, like, we... We get to intercede and fight for these people, you know. So I just skate around, and and I just I, I just see these people. God shows me what's going on, and I just get to intercede and fight for them. And while I'm praying for them, so this is a job as a Christian, as a, I could be at work, and just be working. I could be at work and just be working, and there's hundreds of people around me, and nothing's changing, and they're all struggling. They're all in bondage. They, some of them don't know, most of them don't know Jesus, so they all are just, just, just in this, just, just in, in, their life just isn't amazing, you know? And I could be at work just getting stuff built or painting something, 
this is when I had a job and um and just just almost like nothing happens or I can go to work and be communicating with Jesus in my mind, just praying and interceding. And God showed me that it only takes one person to just be in communication with me for my will to be done in that room. Mm -hmm. So I can go to work and just start praying and just worshiping Jesus inside of my head and people around me are being set free. Mm -hmm. Like, cause the enemy has to run when I'm there, not Damon, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I represent Jesus because now. we in, we have the Holy Spirit in us. So wherever we go, He is with us. Yes, and yep. we take Him. Yep, and and we take everything that comes with Him. Exactly. All that power, you all bring that heaven with Him. Yep. Yeah, the kingdom of God lives in us, and we get everywhere that we like step. That. Yeah. Everywhere that we step, we're taking back what was God's and what the enemy has stolen, including people. That's the most important part. And so I get to see people set free daily, like daily, just by. Us being in the room and interceding, I see people set free daily, physically, mentally, spiritually. Like that's that's our job is to walk in the room, just be praying, loving people, obeying the Holy Spirit. It's scary, but you take the risk because I have so many stories. It's ridiculous. You take the risk and you see people being set free. And sometimes you get to lead them to Jesus. That's the most important part, you know, like, like this is my life. My life is on the streets. God takes me around because of murals, but my life is on the streets, for, praying for people, loving people, seeing them set free and leading them to Jesus. And I've seen so many, like there's people that are like cussing and yelling and God says, go pray for them. Oh, I don't want to do that. That's scary. That's crazy. You know, but when, when you obey and you go do it and you see the difference in those people after you just shared Jesus with them, like, like there's nothing else you want to do. Yep. They light up. Yeah. And like, you, and you see something like there's a connection. Yeah. It, it's, it's just the love of God and it's the power of God. And we carry that. We carry that power. We carry that authority to change anything, anything to get, I mean, we all are in bondage. We all struggle, yeah. but there's freedom. And he like who the sun sets free is free, you know. Yeah, I want to jump in here too. Uh, yeah, we are as believers in Christ. We know that we're sinners. It's not we we don't have it all figured out. We're not yeah. perfect. But the work of the enemy, Satan, what God does is he comes against it and dismantles it yeah. in our life, and he breaks through the strongholds or the footholds or the addiction, whatever you want to call them, and he and he and he brings clarity. He lifts the depression, the anxiety. The, the crazy thoughts, you know, you know, you're on tour with us. Tom made up that, that saying, the, the life eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, have you met Tom yet? Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. crazy Tom. Uh, the life eye. Cause you know, Satan's called the, 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 the liar. Uh huh. Right. That's one of his names. And, and we can't believe everything we think because yeah. Satan likes to put totally. all these lies in, but we connect to the most high fi, which God is the most high yeah. God. Yeah. And through that connection, through a relationship and through the reading the Bible, he downloads the thoughts that he the, the truth, the truth, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He will download the truth, and he will literally um, transform your life, just basically what happened with you in that church. Yeah. You you gave your life to God, and then one day, in his timing, he just he downloaded the, the Holy Spirit totally. in, in power form, and then there was a shift, and it wasn't anything that you were asking for that night, yeah. but just in a relationship, because the Father gives good gifts. Totally. You know, and if you, and, and even the Bible says, if you ask, is the Father going to give you, uh, if you're hungry, he's going to give you a scorpion? <laughs> no, he's going to give you bread. And, the, yeah. and God is a loving Father in heaven, and he oversees us. We are just children. And as we go after him, when he asks, we have not because we ask not. Yeah. So we have to ask God, God, prove that you're real. God, 
I want to have a relationship if you exist. Yeah. Um, forgive me, transform me, enable me, use me, open doors, bring my wife, bring my husband, bring a job, career, like bless my kids, bless yeah. my wife, you yeah. know, um, and help me with all my insecurities or, or maybe this mental illness or, or, yeah. or these thoughts I'm hearing or, uh, you know, this fear I'm, I keep hearing. He, he will deliver. Totally. If you mean it. Yeah. You're not a poser. Yeah. yeah. If you mean it and you're truthful and he knows yeah. your heart, yeah. lip service is just a bunch of posers. But if you really mean it, he is just and faithful yeah. to do what he says because he never changes. He's totally. the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Well, we have three minutes. Do you have any last words? Man, no. Yeah, I do, but... How do you want to... Okay, I got it. How do you want to encourage people? What, what, what's the takeaway? Uh, what would you like people uh, to take away? Yeah. Or what would you like... How would you like to encourage yeah, the got, listeners right now? They're like... Yeah. I, 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 most of it is, I mean, you have not because you ask not. Talk to Jesus. Let him know what you want. Let him know what you're, what you're doing. God loves hearing your voice. He loves hearing your voice. You know, like... And... and and don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. Like God has so much in store for you. There's a purpose. There's an identity on your life. Be yourself. Don't try to be me. Don't try to be Ryan. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. There's such an amazing purpose on your life. And we need that. The body needs that as a church. So just, just find out who you are. Hang out with Jesus. Alone time with Jesus. Worship him. And he just has a purpose and a calling for you. 100%. I like what you said. Just be yourself. Because... You know, that's the whole thing is, you know, that's what I love about, you know, like being like when you create stuff or people that are, you know, there's a lot of posers out there, but there's also like when you look at different bands and, 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 and artists and stuff, there's the ones that, that yeah. are just stand apart and they're unique. Yeah. And that's those are the ones that you're drawn yeah. to It's because they're individuals. They're not just posing to be something or looking like someone else. And and uh, Jesus has created all all of us uniquely, so uniquely that there's only one of your thumbprints yeah, yeah ever yeah and even like when he talks about even you know when he created like the, the snow flakes mm -hmm. there's no same so crazy. snowflake imagine yeah. that so crazy. like he's the the ultimate creator and he created us all uniquely for a plan yeah and a purpose uniquely yeah. and once you find out what you're created for yeah. that's when you know who you are yeah and your identity is in christ yeah and that's when you have that peace and yeah. that's when you have that you feel secure. That's when you, um, what are the other things that come along? Confidence, uh, peace, yeah. hope, joy, totally. love, yeah. self-control, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. all the good fruits of the spirit. Yeah. You can read that also in Ephesians, but thank you for being on the show, man. It yeah. was awesome. Check out Zao one on Instagram. Z-A-O-O-N-O. O-N-E. What? Did I mess up? <laughs> Z-A-O-O-N-O. E. e. One. Oh, yeah, I spilt it. Duh. You know. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to write your name in the middle of a show. I can't do, I can't multitask. Yeah. All right. Hey, book us, the whosoever's. Book Damien. He'll come out with us. Yes. Uh, he's been on some tours, do some live art, check out his stuff, get the Kill the Noise book. Um, all these things that we've talked to, I wrote the Kill the Noise book. It's a, it's a discipleship faith building tool. I have a chapter called Identity Crisis. Yeah. And it's all about identity in Christ. All the different chapters, crossroads. Maybe you're at a crossroads in your life and you need to change it all up. Crossroads, yeah. chapter two. So good. It's all there to get you on fire for God and live in, live in the dream, basically. That's what it comes down to. Live the dream. Yes. yes. All right, man. Love you guys. Thanks for being on. Oh, thank you. We'll, thank we'll, you. we'll skate your mini ramp Let's go. this week. Let's go.
This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.